on KXNO. Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Hour number two, our final hour of the week. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. It's past five after the hour of 11 o'clock. Well, your final hour of the week. What have you got going on? Got high school basketball. Not here on KXNO tonight, but Pete Tarpey and the group at CISN Mm -hmm. will have three Substate basketball games this evening. I will be at Ankeny as the Norwalk Warriors make their way north to take on the Hawks. Winners move on next Tuesday to the Substate title. But three games there. Uh, it is Substate, so the video rights do have to be paid for. Oh so there is a fee. But if you're looking for a boys basketball game this evening, three of them, CISN.com. Gotcha. Uh, we will hear from Tom Kakert coming up in about 20 minutes. I'm assuming he'll be making his way back from Ann Arbor. He was uh, in the building last night. We'll get into that, and we'll give you an opportunity, at least four of our listeners, to win some barbecue from our friends at Claxons. Right now, Rob Doster, field is 68. He joins the program. Hello, Rob Doster. Trenton Ken, how are you? I'm doing great, gentlemen. How are we? Doing well. Uh, some of the listening audience kind of licking their wounds after watching Michigan take it to the Hawks last night. We'll get into that in a second because uh, I want to start with the game that followed that on ESPN, and that was Ohio State and Michigan State. And don't look now, right? Death taxes and Izzo's teams peaking at, at the right time. Are they? They're certainly playing their best basketball. They still have work clearly, but it's not without the realm of possibility that they find their are they hear their name called on selection Sunday. Will you go there? Yeah, we're going to get into the tournament, but first and foremost, I just want to give you credit. Like, I want to know how much Trent paid you to to open this segment <laughs> by talking about anything other than all Iowa. right, all right, like, Master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but to. Like I, I think Michigan State's back. Um, I think that Izzo has kind of found the answer uh, with some of the guys that he has. Like I, I, him and Rocket Watts have not really gotten along all season. Up to the point where it's like, look, we made it this far. Like we might as well just kind of like be friends mm-hmm. until we can do whatever we have to do in the all, and we'll figure it out in the future. But like for now, let's just try to get through the season and, and actually win some games. And, and what he's doing is. He's putting uh, Aaron Henry and Gabe Brown and Josh Lankford on the floor together with them, and all of a sudden you have a team that like has some talent, has some playmaking, has some scoring, and can match up with these guys that that want to want to space the floor and play four out and four around one. So I, I think they're an interesting team to me, especially if Aaron Henry and Josh Lankford are going to play the way that they've played over the course of the last two or three weeks. Ohio State now back-to-back losses. Michigan, Michigan State, nothing to cry about. But they finish up with Iowa Sunday and Illinois. Mm. Then next weekend on Saturday, it's not a stretch. All of a sudden, this team goes limping in with four losses in a row. We know how good they are offensively, but because of the way that they're built, they're not the biggest team in terms of height and physicality. Is this still a team that you believe is a Final Four-type team or... Was that a bit of a stretch for this group of Buckeyes? 
I mean, I still think that they can get there. They're they're very, very talented. Um, they're very difficult to guard. They're kind of built in that modern basketball mold mm-hmm. where uh, they have five guys. They can basically run five guys out there that are all like 6'4 to 6'8. They can make threes and they can play on the perimeter. Um, so they, like, they're, they're, they're a team that is built in the way that you want teams to be built in 2021. Um, and they got a guy named Chris Holtman, who, by the way, is a pretty good coach. Um, and... You know, look, there's no shame in losing to this Michigan team, right? Like, a lot of people are going to lose to this yeah. Michigan team this season. Uh, and I think you can make a pretty strong argument that last night, uh, Ohio State has a significantly better chance of winning that game if the officials make decisions that are <laughs> mm. uh, a little bit more in their favor. I, I thought that Ohio State got a very, very harsh whistle um, down the stretch. And, it, I mean, this is what happens when you play on the road with the uh, but it is definitely – and look, Chris Holtman at times in his career has been on the right side of it, but uh, let's just say that there's not – it's not surprising to me that he went out and found a way to, uh, to get himself out of the game. But he had a point. And Kyle Young didn't even play. I mean, Kyle Young, yeah. a huge different maker too. Sorry, Ken. That's what I was going to say. Uh, so let's get to, let's get to what we saw earlier. Then let's get to Michigan uh, and uh, Iowa from last night. And Michigan was uh, the superior team on the floor. They overmatched uh, Iowa at uh, every position. Boy, this Hunter Dickinson. For, let's start with him. Is is he going to come back for another year? He seems to be one of these kids that um, he's going to have clearly a decision to make. What's that decision going to be? Do you think that this is a, he's a one and dunner at, Mich- at Michigan, or does Howard talk him to coming back for one more year? That, that's a tough one because I, I just don't know what his uh, what his role is at the next level. Right? Um, he. To me, he's a guy that's probably like a mid to late second round pick. Um, I, I think he like he's not a guy that can move on the perimeter. And honestly, like the the thing that's really been the most surprising to me about this Michigan team is that they have found a way to kind of hide uh, Hunter Dickinson's defensive frailties. Right, like he is not very good at ball screen. Uh, and we saw situations like Purdue in 2017, 2018 when they had Isaac Cost where they were really, really good, and they had four guys around him that were really dangerous. And, oh, by the way, they have this seven-foot monster in the paint, and he just can't do anything uh, on the defensive end of the floor. And that, that's not the case with Hunter Dickinson. It's not because he's a great defender. It's, it's Some of it is scheme. Uh, some of it is like guys like Shawnee Brown and Isaiah Livers and Franz Wagner can make up for a lot of that. Uh, but, I mean, look, he just he is the worst possible matchup for Luka Garza. Yeah. And I think that overall – Michigan is the worst possible matchup for Iowa. Like I, I was not surprised that that Michigan ran over. Um, I said I, I forget where I said it, but I said I thought that Michigan was going to win by like 15 points, and that's because what happens is the way Iowa's offense is built is entirely around the idea that you're going to have to double team Luca Garza or he's going to get a bucket. Right? That, that's that's how they're built. They don't have a ton of guys that can create off the bounce. They don't have a ton of guys that are going to go out and like get their own shot. They try to get the ball into Luca in the post. They either let him go one-on-one and win that way, or they wait for you to double, and then it's like kick-out, swing, swing, open three, kick-out, swing, close-out, layup kind of a thing. And they you don't have to do that against Michigan. Like, Hunter Dickinson is big and strong, and, and Luca, like, he's, he's not as – like, he's, he's got better feet than I think people realize and got really good touch. Um, but, like, there's nothing dainty about the way that he plays, right? He's very much like a bull in the china shop. And he's like, it's, I think this is what the way his brain works. It's Luka get ball, 
Luka go to basket. I think that's that's literally all he thinks about is getting the ball and going to the ground and trying to get a layup. And um, he's not going to do that through Hunter Dickinson. It's just not going to work. Hunter Dickinson is too big and too strong and too physical and too and can wall up too well. And what happened was, you know, first of all, Juwan never doubles the post. Like he didn't last year. Part of the reason they talked about how Luka had like seventy-seven points in two mm-hmm. games. He did last year. That was because Juwan Howard just decided not to double the post. He said, if you want to score, try to score every single time, you can do it. And we're going to make threes the other end. So threes are greater than two. So, um, but yeah, I mean, what we saw this year was Luca uh, couldn't get anything going in the paint. And that it had no real. Um, Iowa was not able to break down Michigan's perimeter defense. And, and they couldn't get they couldn't pressure on They couldn't get him in rotation. They couldn't force him into double teams. Uh, they couldn't draw two people to one man. Like, at the end of the day, definitely will what basketball teams are trying to do. Like that's, that's the concept of basketball at the end of the day. Is you, people, you want one person with the ball to draw two people to him. Um, for, uh, for, for Villanova, that taking the floor and attacking closeouts and forcing people to help. For Luka Garza ain't enforcing the double team. And when Villanova can't penetrate, you can't make two or one, they're kind of nullified a little bit, same way as I was nullified when they can't make two people have to go so to me, like this was, this was always going to be what the outcome was. We're having trouble with your cell phone here, uh, Rob. I don't know what it is. Maybe you can take a step to right or your left because uh, you're breaking up. Trent, you have any more? Yeah, a couple of different things, and we talked about this at the top of the show today. The NCAA yesterday revealing what they're going to do for teams that can't answer the bell because of COVID. If something happens. Explain it in the detail that you have it and make sure that Ken and I are on the right page. So basically what's going to happen is if um, if a team tests positive, I believe it's within 48 hours of, uh, of, of the bracket being released. What they're going to do is they're basically going to have four replacement teams and they're going to plug them in and test positive. So like if it's, whether it's an actor or whether it's a number 16 and um, honestly, like I, I saw some pushback to this. I saw some people that were upset by it, and I saw some people that were uh, complaining that this is what we are doing. And only reaction: the else do you want to do? Like, what is the other option that we have? There completely, com- completely removing the bracket, changing it, um, because you you can't just advance the team, right? Like, you have a contract with CBS Sports that says you have to fulfill this many games. You have to provide them this much inventory that they can advertise on, uh, and. Um, and not being able to, like, have that inventory is, is part of the reason. Like, the whole reason we're doing this is to play NCAA tournament games so that they get that check from CBS and Turner Sports for $900 million. That's why we're playing these games. That's why college basketball has happened this season. So I, I just I don't know what people expect. Like, this is, this is an easier answer than going out and, like, completely changing what the bracket would be and moving everybody up the like that would just be a nightmare in terms of logistics and game planning and prepping and all that. So I, I don't. It is what it is. Yeah, got to do something, Rob. Yeah. We're having a real struggle with yourself. Yeah. We're, we're going to let you go. Thank you, Rob Doster. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, that's that's too bad. Yeah, uh, it's too bad. I want to get into Kansas and Baylor. What, what do you think, Baylor? Watched Michigan flex last night, mm-hmm. and do you think that that carries over to their? performance tomorrow against Kansas. Do you think that they're 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 going to want to send a, a message back to the college basketball world? I can't remember 
what it was. It might have been during the Iowa State Baylor game, whatever game it was, regardless. The commentators were talking about teams coming off of COVID pauses and the coaches that they had talked to. And they said, for the most part, they found it takes about three games before mm. you feel like your team completely, they're back to where they were. You're back both in terms of legs, timing, mechanisms, all those different parts that go into being a fully functional basketball team. It takes about three games. And they're going to try, but they're also trying against Iowa State, right? Yeah. And we have continued to see this. If you're looking for one angle that is profitable and has been profitable this mm-hmm. year, it is teams coming off of two-week or longer layoffs against the spread. It is now at 63% on the year. Teams that have had that kind of layoff, ATS. Is it automatic? No, of course it's not. But we see this continue to play out. Even as Vegas and the bookmakers have adjusted, that still has played out. So I think more than anything, going back to that game, that's what it was. It was Baylor coming off yeah, a three-week Yeah, they said all the right things, though. Well, but they still practice only two days. No, I know. But they said their practices, it's like we've been practicing all season long. In their minds, they took the floor not thinking that, oh, boy, I wonder how we're going to do I think they felt confident taking the floor. Sure. That, that's my point. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. Because, look, it's Kansas. I think mm-hmm. Baylor's going to see those jerseys. Yeah. And they're... the game plan is a lot easier scouting. Right. And when you're sitting Lawrence. in the film room. For 0-13 at the time, Iowa State uh, yeah. or yeah. Kansas. And it doesn't matter how good of a Kansas uh-uh. team, it's still Kansas. Uh, and what's that number? What did you say it was? Let's bring up the old Ken Palm. Because it was a little bit heftier than I anticipated it was going to be. Six. Baylor favored by six. We'll find out. Circle will have their lines out. Usually right as soon as we go off the air. It's usually within a couple of minutes. Right. At the release of which annoys me. But yeah, six will uh, be the anticipated line. And you like Baylor in a big way in that game. I do, just because I think that they're going to take uh, watch Michigan last night not so fast. They're not the second best team. We've been the second best team all year long. And we believe that we still are. In fact, we think we're better than the second best team. And this is, uh, that's going to, unfortunately for Kansas fans and the listening audience, are going to take it out on the J. That's my angle. I'm sticking to it. Going with that one. I like it. 1120. Tom Cakert is coming up. We'll get inside. Uh, he was there. Uh, what it was like. I mean, we saw it in, with our own two eyes. Mm-hmm. Here's our final opportunity to, at least for the until the contest returns, I think it's April. Uh, this is our final keyword coming up. We did have one winner, our first since this promotion began yes. years ago, uh, which was uh, good to see. But uh, let's see if we can end on a high note. Time for another $1,000 slam dunk. Text the keyword bank. To 200, 200 right now. It's your chance at $1,000. That's bank to 200, 200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. All right, back with Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com. By the way, just real quick on this. We had John Miller on the other day, mm-hmm. and John was teasing that he's going to bring a partner into things, and we speculated, wonder if it's going to be Mark Morehouse. Uh-huh. They announced yesterday that Mark Morehouse and John Miller are teaming up for a Hawkeye Endeavor at HawkeyePodcast.com. I guess uh, Mark's going to write, John's going to write, and they're going to do a podcast. And selfishly, Mm -hmm. for us, this gives us a reason to have Mark Morehouse on again because we'll be paying close attention. And I love talking to Mark. I do, too. I know you do. And so we'll do that uh, again here. Uh, We will take a timeout, come back with Tom Cakert. Again, the key word, 
Bank 200 200. It's 1460 KXNO. Thank you for supporting Food Bank of Iowa. Trent Condon here for the Urology Center of Iowa. Well, I did it. I had my vasectomy procedure with the Urology Center of Iowa. It was quick efficient, and I was in and out in less than a half hour. The big bracket for college hoops is coming out soon. If you want an excuse to chill on the couch while watching wall-to-wall basketball, then it's time to make the call to the Urology Center of Iowa to schedule your vasectomy. Call 515-400-3550 or online at iowauro.com. Vasectomies with the Urology Center of Iowa. And tell them you heard it. So should you. Diversity isn't an option, it's reality. What are we going to do about it? Ours is a state rich with cultural diversity. More than 120 languages are spoken in Iowa households. We're living in a time when we know we have to be more open and accepting of other people. So come meet your neighbors. Join host Molly Cooney for Right Where We Belong, a new Facebook Live series by Culture All. Right Where We Belong airs Tuesday evenings at 7 p.m. Connect with Culture All on Facebook for more details. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, this is KXNO. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Uh, for those folks who are in need, if you know somebody in need, there's a major food giveaway going on tomorrow at the uh, John R. Grubb Community YMCA on 11th Street in Des Moines. It's a one. It's no questions asked. Uh, 1,200 food boxes of perishable foods starts tomorrow at 11 o'clock, uh, and it goes in. Well, until the uh, until those twelve hundred boxes of food have uh, been uh, asked for. So again, it's no questions asked. Uh, if you have a need, or if you have somebody you know somebody that has a need, tomorrow at the YMCA Greater Des Moines, the John Grubb YMCA on Eleventh uh, Street in Des Moines, beginning tomorrow morning at eleven o'clock. There are twelve hundred. First come, first serve, no questions asked. Drive-up distribution uh, will be taking place in the parking lot. All right, so let's get to our friend Tom Kakert. He was in the building last night to watch Michigan flex their muscles. Boy, they look like the best team in the country, or in the uh, in the conference last night, did they not, Tom Kakert? They did. They're just impressive. They've got kind of a little bit of everything. they got the big man. They've got shooters. They've got... They don't turn it over a whole lot. They've got the wing that can score. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've got three guys that are uh, probably going to play in the pros. And mm-hmm. with Dickinson and Bogner and, and Livers mm-hmm. and, um, you know, at least at some level, professional basketball, NBA probably. And um, they're just a really good team. Um, you know, and I was skeptical of the Juwan Howard hire. Right. He's a pretty good coach. Yeah. Got a good feel for the game. That he is. And uh, having Phil Martelli next to him. Doesn't hurt. That goes a long ways, too. A guy that is very accomplished in his own right. So it went wrong, and it went wrong, I think, more than anything for Luca Garza. And I brought up a theory to Ken. He bought it. I want to see where you go. Hunter Dickinson, little guy from his AU program, guy that he practiced with a lot, felt like it was, it was personal. He wanted to show the young guy what was happening. And for the first time in a long time, it Felt like maybe Luca Garza was a little bit selfish in this game. Um, maybe I think he was trying too hard yep, for sure, too. and and maybe rushing himself. And here's the other thing, guys. 
Um, I think Hunter Dickinson knows Luca's bag of tricks. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of guys. <laughs> I just thought Luca was. Um, you know, I, I think you're right, rushing things a little bit. Uh, just impatient, uh, where he would have normally kind of taken his time more, used more footwork, done some things, stepped throughs, that sort of thing. And instead, he just he was trying too hard. Um, I think he needs to just relax, let the game come to him. Um, and and they're going to need him because I, I don't know when we're going to see Jack Nungie again. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to wait and see, but I'm, I'm sure you guys want to talk about that too. Yeah, in fact, let's let, let's go right there, and it's one you hate to see, non-contact under the basket. He knew right away. He looked over at the official and and, and uh, was requesting a timeout and was helped off the floor, and then that next time at least the TV saw him, Tom, and I'm sure you saw at the same time coming out of the tunnel with the crutches. So what uh, after the game, it was, I mean, there there was no determination there. They're waiting on the MRI, but it doesn't appear that it's going to be um, the result that anybody wants, including uh, the young man himself. Yeah, and yeah, here's the other thing: you just—I mean—he's going off in crutches. There's no chance he's going to play right. um, Sunday, mm-hmm. and probably not next week at the earliest. Even if things come back clean, uh, he's probably going to be out for a little bit, and he just. If it's an ACL again, oh my gosh! You know, the kid already went through that once. Same me, and um, and then you, you, you know, pile on with you know his, his losing his dad, yep. losing, lost his dad in November, and it's just the kid is he's a really good kid, really nice young man, and you just you hate to see something like this for a kid like that who's just worked his butt off and trying to get better and and having some success this year and. Uh, kind of carving out a nice role, and now he's got another setback probably on his uh, on his resume here. Not to be callous, but this is what we talk about here. So if he can't answer the bell and he is out for the rest of the year, what does that mean for the middle, both when Luka Garza's out there, how they have to play? Is it going to be more zone to try to keep him, I don't know, a little bit th- fresher and out of foul trouble? And then when Luka's not in there, is it Anagonale? Is it maybe we're seeing a little bit more Chris Murray along with Keegan? How do they play without Luca and without Jack Nungie if he can't go? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, you know, once I get home, I'm going to probably write about that because it's just, it's, I've been thinking about it. My drive back today, and I think it's probably, um, you know, the rotations are always going to tighten up, and you're seeing some of that already. Nungie was only playing like 14 minutes a game the last couple games, so wasn't playing as much as he was earlier in the year or just even a couple of weeks ago. So you're seeing Fran kind of go more with Luca. And I think the rest of the way, Luca's got to play probably 35 minutes. Um, but, you know, Nunji was still playing some minutes with Luca. So you got to find that 15. I think some of it goes to Keegan Murray. And I do think Chris Murray's probably going to get some minutes. And I hope he does. I've heard just Terrific things about him in practice, even going back to November at a the scrimmage they had where he had a double double garden Luca. So um hmm. I think maybe you gotta give um you gotta give Chris a little bit of a look here, um and, and get him out there um playing and he's a good player. Um so I, I think he can help him. Uh, if the, there were NBA scouts, and I don't think they were in the building, but what, certainly there, there would have been a, a bunch of them watching the game last night, and in particular the Wagner-Wieskamp matchup uh, that was all Wagner. Um, do you know, Tom, as many points as he scored, and it was you know, he's such, a, such a pure shooter, it was the bounce passes that got my attention. He sees the floor so darn well, and those two bounce passes were a thing of beauty. Yeah, he's just got 
I, you know, I've never seen Wagner play that well. I haven't watched every Michigan game, but I just never seen him play that well and that smooth. And it was like he was going after Wieskamp a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he really played well. He got in his space, got Joe uncomfortable. Um, and Joe just never really got in the flow last night. And that's a credit to Wagner. And Wagner was taking it to him in the post, too. He was driving the ball and, um, you know, getting to the rim. And, and, uh, he was, he was the best player on the floor. Yep, last night. without a doubt. Question. Yep, without a doubt. So now you turn your attention to Ohio State. They're coming off back-to-back losses now. Michigan over the weekend and last night against Michigan State. It'll be a fired-up Buckeye squad, but you got to figure I was going to be ready too for this one after what happened in Carver, a game where it felt like I will let one slip away. Going to be a fun one, I think, on Sunday. What do you expect to see? Yeah, I'm curious, and I did not get to see any of that game because I was working. But did they mention anything about Kyle Young if he's going to he's going to be available on Sunday? They, that, that is a big deal. They said possibly. It still was, but I I know Tom reading some of the stuff that you had up at Hawkeye Report, you didn't feel at least from your Buckeye sources that they were overly confident he'd be back by Sunday either, right? Yeah, I, I don't know that anybody feels like he's going to be back, but I, you know, the concussion thing, it's hard to read. You don't know. Yep. You know, they could come in tomorrow and feel better and everything's good and they can play. So hard to say, but, um, he's just such an important part of what they do. And I think he gives them that toughness that, uh, that they really thrive on. And, um, it's, that's the Buckeyes are scuffling a little bit and mm-hmm. you know Chris Holtman losing control last night I heard a little yeah. bit at the end. Yes. So maybe they're feeling a little bit of the the pressure since Sunday when they lost uh, that big game against Michigan and you know now losing to Michigan State. Um they're gonna be gripping pretty tight too. So uh and this is a big game because now that Ohio State's kinda come back to the pack a little bit, Illinois is probably coming back to the pack a little bit. Iowa has a chance to get that that double buy now mm-hmm. and you know, especially if like uh, you know Penn State maybe beats Purdue tonight and Happy Valley, then you've got that. Uh, there's that jumbled mess right below Michigan, and I was right in the midst of that. And if they can steal this win, you like to think they can win two at home next week and and then uh, get that double bye, which is just going to be vitally important, especially if Jack Nungy is out for any period of time. No question about it, yeah. That, the Wisconsin game, the season finale, the regular season finale, that could be for that double bye because they're in the mix. Uh, they go back to that last game where I'll have Zed Key, who I don't think I'd uh, – I meant I'd, he certainly hadn't registered prior to watching him play the minutes he did against Garza. And he played well last night, too. He did play well last night. Washington was limping around a little bit. He was coming off 30 uh, in the loss against Michigan, but he was limping at the end of the game. He's a terrific player. Arns kills Iowa. He didn't do anything last night, but you know he can, darn well he's going to play his you-know-what off. Did you see him try to uh, take the ball on a fast break? No. And there was a defender there, and you know he can't shoot the ball outside of, if he's not behind the three-point line, and he just passed it back. He had a, a wide-open layup, and he just couldn't do it. I just couldn't pull the trigger. I don't recall that point. Uh, but, Tom, I'd look at if I, when I look at this roster, and yeah, there's some nice pieces, I'd rather have Iowa's roster than Ohio State's. Wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I would. I, I like Washington. Um, I'm a big E.J. Liddell fan, yep. but I I don't know if they, they need somebody beyond E.J. Liddell in the middle. And, uh, you know, Key played really well against Iowa. He but really did. Can he play, can he play 30 minutes? Uh, no. No. Nope. Yeah, that's what they'll need from him. I, I just think Young gives them that toughness that uh, 
that they really kind of thrive on, he and Liddell do. And without him, it's just they're not the same team. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm really curious to see what they uh, what they present. But I, I, I firmly suspect that, uh, that the Arns kid is just going to stand behind the three-point line. And, like, he did a couple years ago and make, like, uh, had 25 points in the second half that that game Crazy. in Columbus a couple years ago. Uh, Connor McCaffrey, real quick, any, any chance that he wakes up this morning and that ankle is, you know, swollen up? Or um, what, what, are the, what was the, I guess, the opinion on, on uh, the prognosis, better word, on, on Connor McCaffrey going forward to Sunday? That was weird because, you know, in the building watching it, it looked like it might have been like a knee or something because just the way he was pounding the floor. But turns out, you know, Fran said he looked like he stepped on a, on somebody he else's did. foot yes. and rolled it. And uh, and those can hurt really bad. Uh, and I'm sure he's not feeling great. But knowing Connor, Connor's going to be out there on Sunday. Yeah. He's just, well, he's just he's a tough dude. He's going to be out there. Uh, how long of a drive do you have ahead of you? Uh, I'm almost. I'm just getting into Indiana here, so uh, it's only about uh, you know three and a half more hours or so. So uh, I'll be all right. Good stuff, Tom Caker. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate it. Drive safe. Okay, thanks, guys. Thank you, Tom Caker. Was in the building last night. HawkeyeReport dot com. Uh, he joins us as he does each and every Friday. Good stuff out of Tom Cakert. Um, Connor's tough. He'll play. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He'll play. He wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Fran wouldn't let him. Nope. But turned ankle. Yeah, they can stink, but it didn't look like anything. See, I thought I've seen worse step on a foot thing, yeah. but he hit the floor, and he, I he comes across as a tough kid to right. me. Yeah. That he must have been in significant pain to have the reaction uh, that that he did. Boy, Wieskamp's got to play better on mm-hmm. Sunday. Um, Frederick's got to hunt some shots. Get his yeah. hunt some shots. Well put. Who's going to take those? Men? It might be Chris Murray. You might be right. And Luca has to play like Luca. Uh huh. Going back to even the Wisconsin game, that was more about threes. That's another thing that I was surprised with last night. How many threes did he take last night? Only two. Right. Is they didn't do more pick and pop with him. He was, when he'd set a screen, he was rolling. No, 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 no. Against Dickinson, move that guy away from the rim. Get him out of there. Because he's a problem underneath the basket. Wasn't the best game plan, I thought, from Franny. Yeah. All right, let's uh, unbusy the phone lines and offer up a Claxons contest to the first four callers who have not played in the last four weeks. Not only you not, could not have won in the last four weeks, you can't have played in the last four weeks. Four folks that have been on the sidelines for four weeks. We'll give you four games, including the Panthers football game against Youngstown State. We'll do Iowa State, TCU. We'll do Iowa, Ohio State. Uh, Drake Bradley tonight. Uh, we will give you that opportunity at 2845966. If you're getting a ring, that means you're in. Uh, but if you've participated, if somebody's trying to sneak in here, Commissioner Condon will find you and he'll bar you. Out. You'll be out. We'll be back with Claxons on 1460KXNO1.net. It's not quite March, but that doesn't mean the college basketball fun has to wait. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all new players a chance to bet $1 on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. And if your team hits that triple... 
Boom. Bang. You cash $100. That's right. All it takes is for one three-pointer to be hit by your chosen team to turn $1 into $100. If basketball isn't for you, DraftKings Sportsbook has daily odds on hockey, soccer, and more. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code KXNO to get your shot to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. That's code KXNO for new customers only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Iowa only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. Winners paid out in four $25 free bets. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800- Global Direct Mail and Marketing is a local design and print shop that'll help you from start to finish. From design to printing and mailing it for you. From wedding invitations to birth announcements. And it's time to be thinking about those graduation announcements. No matter how big or small your project is, Global will work with you from creating a custom design to getting your project inserted into the mail. Global can design, print, and deliver. And Global can help your business grow with custom mailers designed to help you bring new customers through your doors. Located on 121st Street in Urbandale or call Craig at 515-282-3000. 282-3000. It's Global Direct Mail and Marketing. KXNO. I'm Hillary Condon. Welcome back. 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Time for our Claxons Barbecue Giveaway. We do this each and every Friday, thanks to our friends at Claxons 3131 8th Street. Uh, in Altoona, Andy and his team have been in business for over 25 years uh, serving barbecue in Altoona, a restaurant that lasts that long. You know, it must be good. It is. Uh, ClaxonBBQ.com is where you can check out their menu, etc. on the web. ClaxonBBQ.com. Uh, they sponsor this segment, and we're grateful uh, that they do. All right, Shane, Dustin, John, and Brent, in that order, we're going to give you four games and a tiebreaker. Whoever cuts the most right will get a $35 certificate, the runner-up. 25. Shane starts things off. Hello, Shane. Shane, is that you? Yeah, that's me. All right, man. Ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready to to roll. Drake gives eight and a half at Bradley tonight. Uh, Let's go with uh, uh, Drake. Iowa State, TCU. It's a pick 'em. TCU. Iowa, Ohio State Sunday, likewise. Pick 'em. Iowa. Football this weekend. You and I give seven and a half to Youngstown State. Uh, you and I. And here's the tiebreaker. Uh, tomorrow night, Baylor in Kansas in a pretty big game in the Big 12. Total points closest without going over at in the Baylor-Kansas game. Uh, let's see. 144. Shane, have a good weekend. Thank you. Yeah, you too, thanks. Appreciate it. Dustin is with Miller and Condon. Hi, Dustin. Hi, how are you, Ken? Good, thank you. Drake is eight and a half over Bradley tonight. I'm going to take Bradley. Iowa State or TCU? Iowa State. Iowa or Ohio State? Ohio State. You and I give seven and a half to Youngstown State in football. Uh, you and I. All right. And Baylor, Kansas, total points, Dustin, closest without going over? 158. Dustin, have a good weekend. Thank you. 
You too. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, John is next. John, welcome to the Claxons giveaway. How's your week, John? Pretty good. How, how about you? You know, doing fine. Going quickly. Uh, Drake yeah. is eight and a half at Bradley tonight. Drake? Iowa State or TCU tomorrow? Iowa State. Iowa or Ohio State on Sunday? Iowa. You and I give seven and a half to Youngstown State on the road at Youngstown State. Give me Youngstown. Okay. Uh, total points is the tiebreaker. Baylor, Kansas tomorrow night. I'll do one. Forty-eight, uh, John. Thank you. Have a good weekend. You too. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, Brent brings Claxons to a close for another week. Hi, Brent. How you doing? Can good. you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. Uh, Drake is an eight and a half point favorite tonight at Bradley. Hey, would you do me one quick favor before I pick these? Sure. My daughter Ruthie is with me, and she thought it'd be pretty cool if she heard her name on the radio. Will you just give her a shout out? Absolutely, Brent. Ruthie, welcome to KXNO. Uh, you watch Dad's driving, okay? And look at our demographic. All of a sudden, we're getting the under-18 demographic. Absolutely. Love a, that. A, a demo we never reached. No. Uh, Ruth, you have a good weekend. You listen to Dad. Uh, and eat your vegetables. How did I do? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brent, here we go. Drake is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite at Bradley. Bradley. Iowa State or TCU? Iowa State. Iowa or Ohio State? Ohio State. You and I, seven-and-a-half at Youngstown State. Youngstown. Baylor, Kansas. Total points. Closest without going over. 149. 149. Uh, you and Ruthie have a good weekend, Brent. Thank you. Appreciate it. Take care. Bye. Good to hear from you. And thank you to Claxons. 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. 3131 Southwest in Altoona. All right, Trent Condon. Did you give out a game yesterday? I did. Michigan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a... Um, Cruise no, didn't don't. sweat at all in that yeah, one, did you? No, I also uh, I did uh, do the points betting for that one too. Did you? Yeah. And how many? So what did you? I put a dollar fifty per point. Okay, and they one by twenty two, so sixteen. Wow, 16, so good for you. Yeah, that's like twenty four bucks, something like that. Nice. Yeah. Points bet. That was I was good to talk to Teddy Greenstein yesterday. Uh, good to catch up with him. We usually see him at Big Ten Media Days. Will you and I be there this year? Yes. You think there's going to happen? Yes. We'll be there. But yes. what, if, what if we're the only ones there? Well, we're going to Chicago. How about that? I'm in. Let's go. We're looking at plane tickets this weekend. Were you? Yeah, Cindy and I are um, doing something. Yes. We don't know where we're going. Yeah. Um, but we're looking at plane tickets. We're just, because I think we are, I'm trying to figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. I think we're going to be early May, our age, 60 plus. Okay. See, they're doing the 65 now, mm-hmm. and then they're going to get to, I think, most states are going then 55 onward. So I think maybe we'll be May, so by the July, get on an airplane and go. Just do it. Spend some money. <laughs> I think the country's going to go nuts. I think the country's going to go absolutely nuts. There's going to be long lines at restaurants. Mm-hmm. Uh, planes are going to be packed. Hotels, it's going to be difficult to get a room on the weekend, uh, depending on what city you're going. I can't wait. Yes. I mean, I'm not alone, obviously. <laughs> right. But I think that's what we're I think that's what we're on the cusp of. I really and truly want to believe that, and I do believe that. We're looking at a big trip, too, because as you knew... We were originally planned to be going to Japan last year for the Olympics. My wife, after college, Mm -hmm. she taught there for a couple of years, wanted to show me, I want to go there, an excuse to go see the Olympics in a foreign country. How cool is that going to be? Now, if you did radio over there, you could write the trip off. Well, and that was another component that was was. also in there, of course. That was going to be a business trip, but that was off the board. Didn't feel overly confident booking that kind of trip for this year. Yeah, I don't blame you. 
So we're thinking about Hawaii. That's Are you? What we're going to do with that in the money? Summer or what? It'll be yeah. Oh, really about the only time. Football. Yes. I mean, high school football, for sure. So it'll be right after state baseball for mm-hmm. me, state softball and baseball, and before school starts for my wife, who's a teacher. So, so first week in August, by the sounds of things, That's probably when it's going to be, right off a trip of Chicago, right? We'll come back from me, Big Ten Media Days, yeah. and you'll get on a plane and go to Hawaii, and oh man, the ship for how long are you going to go for? A couple of weeks, a week? Probably, I mean, all told, like eight days, something yeah. like that. I don't know. I, have you ever been to Hawaii? No, never. No? My wife wants to go in the worst way. I have no desire. That doesn't do it for no, you? No, uh-uh. What's, what's it still on your list? Um, I've never been to the Carolinas. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I, I wanted to. I want to see Charleston, South Carolina. I think that looks really cool. Some of the old pictures. Yeah. Um, I, could, I should probably go home. Can Winnipeg at some point? Maybe yeah, well, for a playoff. Going to be in the well, a playoff game. Yeah, be great. Um, you get a you could get a credential for that if we're yes in May. I want to think so. I'm certainly going to try. Say they win in the opening round. They're yeah. into the second. You know, I also thought of too, and this is kind of uh, that that story about that. That Cubs fan that listened to Game 7 with his dad at the oh, cemetery. Yeah. God, bring myself to tears. Yep. I would love to do that. My dad's plot, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. God. Your love of hockey. Yeah, he taught it to me. Yeah. One well, of these years, my squad's going to win it before I croak. It's going to happen. Yes. Positivity. I hope so. All right, we ended on a positive note. I grab a Kleenex <laughs> to dab my eyes. Um, I don't have any plays right now. You don't have nothing? No. I'll take a week off. The Friday slate stinks. Mm-hmm. I will dig into well, something. Well, there's a pretty big Big Ten game. Penn State produced pretty big tonight. Right. And, but I just, because there isn't the full slate that you know, yep. I just haven't got into it yet. Yep. So I end the week at 3 and one You did it again, my friend. Good stuff. All right, Murph and Andy, this is their final 2-4. to four. Oh, that's right. Likewise with the Fanatics, their final 4-6. to six. Tomorrow morning, the Saturday morning pregame will be here. Zamora and Sean Roberts. Is it Jason Miller, the producer? I believe it's no relation. Okay. Um, Jason Miller. I wanted, I've never met him. I'm looking forward to it. I like these young kids when they get started mm-hmm. in the business. I'd love to buy stock in Sean Roberts' career. I really would. That's the next top shot, whatever that NBA thing is, buying stock. Here's a dirty career. secret. Sean isn't that young anymore. No, he's not, is he? <laughs> it's true. Sorry, Roberts. Uh, that's, uh, and of course, Monday will be here, and they will start another week of local programming at the Morning Rush. We're Miller and Condon, weekdays 10 to noon, on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.